0: Welcome to today's podcast. We have with us Brenda, Nathan, and Charity, and we're going to be discussing the topic of stillness or having a quiet mind. To start off with, I'm actually going to throw out the story of Saint Francis of Assisi who spent much of his life after he decided to be a knight and he failed in that venture, he realized that he truly was called to be one of the Lord's servants. And he spent the rest of his life with a lot of quietude. And in that quiet and in that stillness, he came to know God. And he came to great wisdom. I think of a story that's told that the animals loved him. Animals generally do not love a person who's jumping up and down and running and screaming, but they feel comfortable in the quiet and the stillness. Even though he had his faults, he was a great example of taking time. What do you guys think? What does
1: stillness mean to you? Stillness is, I think, a state of mind. I think that stillness can happen while you're moving. It also can happen during commotions around you, but it is something that comes from inside of you. You bring stillness into your environment. You slow yourself down. And then that begins to radiate outside of you in your bubble and and can continue beyond that. Stillness begins within us.
0: And I love what you said. It radiates out. That's a good point. I was thinking, I know, I have a really dear friend who... Her way of processing and getting new thoughts is expressing them to somebody that she trusts and loves. And I love discussing things with her because I get to watch her ahas happen. But for me, and she needs her stillness as well. But for me, I have found that in those moments of quiet, and I actually, not everybody's this way, but I have to have silence, which is fun with the family. But in the moments of quiet is when my thoughts finally start coming together. It's when I'm writing or when I'm in my closet having a quiet time. That is when my ahas come. And that is when I feel like I can truly be who I am because I find myself again. And yeah, just in that moment.
1: I agree. For me, I make a effort. Uh, attempt to do it on a daily basis where I rise early and I rise early specifically so I can have a moment in the day where it's just me and we're told to pray and to meditate and I think that people use they hear pray but they don't recognize that meditation is really the larger portion of it it's the coming to center It's the coming to God. It's the hearing part. And it's the communication. When words stop in your brain, in your mind, and the pictures and the bigness comes together, and then the communication starts, I think that being still in the morning allows me that connection within myself and within the deity as we speak together. That's what stillness brings to me. Then the peace comes. And the puzzles of life starts coming together and you see what you're ready to see at that point.
0: Yes. I love that. It makes me think of Benjamin Franklin's quote, early to bed, early to rise. Yeah. (laughs) Makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. That wisdom, I agree. It comes... That was a smart
2: quote
1: too. It it was. Benjamin Franklin was a smart man. He was.
2: (laughs) Are we... (laughs) You know, I sometimes doubt that we are. As we've been talking about stillness, it reminds me of a concept called flow. I don't know if either of you have heard this. Sometimes people call it being in the zone, but it's been described in many Eastern religions and things for thousands of years. But it's this idea that I think is really related to what we're talking about, where you get into a mental state where whatever you're doing becomes the all-encompassing thing that you're focused on. And there's an aspect of stillness to it, right? Right. So that the accomplishment of that task almost becomes the only thing important at the given time. I'm sure you've experienced it. You're doing something important and your brain almost expands so that you can comprehend all of the pieces you need to do to be able to accomplish a thing. When I've experienced this, it's almost like you know that success is going to happen because you can see the beginning and the end and all the steps and you just feel this movement of going through it. I found that when I've experienced this, working on a project at work or doing something difficult that was stressing me out a moment before. The key thing that happens just before I enter that flow, that sense of being in the zone, is taking a deep breath, maybe saying a prayer, meditating, but achieving stillness inside, quieting my brain and just kind of telling myself, all right, it's going to be okay no matter what. Silencing the jangling in my head, and that's when you're able to slip into this space where you almost feel guided and able to move forward.
0: I love that. I had a friend tell me a long time ago when I first started trying to meditate. She said, I just tell when I have a bunch of thoughts in the front of my brain, I say, it's okay. Go to the back of the brain and you can have a party back there. And then it keeps the front of the brain open and she starts meditating that way. And I tried it because when you finally have a moment of quiet, it's like all of the things that need to happen in life seem to come up. And so I do. I just say, okay. Go have a party in the back of the brain. When we're done meditating, you can come back. And it's just permission almost. Maybe we have to give ourselves permission
1: to to do that. I've noticed when I'm having my quiet times that it's a vibration. I'm noticing that a sound, a tone. I have a a wind chime in my backyard here that makes a beautiful tone. And when it hits a tone, when I'm in what you might call a zone, Mm -hmm. what you called a zone, that I can not only hear it, but I can feel in my body, it's like I can feel the vibrations from a tone. And to me, everything around me has a vibration to it, or its being. So you look at science, and science says everything vibrates. That's how a solid becomes a solid, or liquid, or steam, or gas. And you can feel and when you are in a quietness, you start to feel the movements and the vibrations of things around you. And so when you said you can see that ending in the beginning. It's like you are in a flow of, you're feeling the movement of things happening in life, in this sphere, I should say, this loving sphere that we're in.
0: Ooh, that's awesome. I like that. So keep going, because why is this an eternal principle? Why is stillness or a quiet mind something that we need that is a truth? And that's
1: something I was trying to figure out, remember where I heard it, but it's in the scriptures. God says, be still and know that I am God. And the words, be still, have great meaning. That's an instruction for us. So I think the reflecting on that thought is an eternal principle, that in the stillness comes our enlightenment. God's being able to discuss with us that vibration, that energy, will come to us when we stop moving things around, and we let ourselves be moved.
2: You know, I love the scripture quoting, which, by the way, Psalms 46, verse 10. I, I love what you're saying about being still so that God can communicate with you. As you guys have been talking, I'm seeing in my head this picture of almost like all those thoughts and jangling emotions are existing right there. And we're kind of floating across the top of it, right? Instead of being down, enveloped in the midst of it. And when you're out there floating on the top of it, like you were saying, You can feel that communication from God, right? By being still, you can know that He has God and you can sense Him instead of being enveloped in your own whirlwind of insanity. Being
1: still is talked to us a couple times. Moses was told to be still. Elijah talked about being still so he could communicate with the Lord and hear Him. It's a principle that we've been taught since time began, to be still. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. I mean, think of the philosophers and how much time they spent with a quiet mind, being still. And I'm thinking also, it's not only for my own self, but for my own family, right? Those are the times that I have the thoughts come, what my children need or what my neighbor might need or what the next project should be, but what can be a blessing to others. If I'm running, 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 I don't have time to think in a still
1: manner. And isn't that kind of a tool that's used against us in this world is to be busy? Yes. The older I'm getting, the more I'm seeing that generations before me and after me have no time to be still. You have a phone in front of you, exactly. you have a TV in front of you, you have a computer in front of you, there's no still time. Exactly.
0: And so there's not time to commune and to really get to know yourself mm-hmm. and get to know God. And get to know what needs to be done. Because we're each here. We're sent here with specific, I believe, specific missions, you could call it, projects. Things that we want to do or that we said we would do. And if we don't get to have that still moment, we might never know. And then we might live a life that isn't a fulfilled life
1: for us. True. You know, in opposites, we learn. In great opposition you learn peace and then you appreciate it and when you are living in an environment that's chaotic or a city that's you know you're traffic all the time you have a, but then when you have peace and you see the difference you learn the contrast and that appreciation for that small still time the appreciation is deep so we're offered the oppositions to know well, to have an understanding and to learn and grow
2: yeah grateful for
1: that but that can be used against us as well, because though you may be resting in front of the TV, though you may be resting and finding your downtime, your physical and mental, the spiritual isn't getting the rest. So the aspect of you is to be accepted easily. Oh. In society, we as a people just think that's okay until you recognize the opposite.
0: Right. Like when you get to walk along a beach and just hear the waves crashing and the mind letting go. Or it makes me think of Viktor Frankl. He was a psychiatrist who was in one of the concentration camps in World War II. So he was a Jew. And the reason he survived was because in his stillness, he learned that he could choose his own thoughts instead of letting the guards, no matter how they treated him and abused him, his thoughts were what made it so that he not only survived, but helped many others to survive under circumstances that we just couldn't understand because we have not been in them. Other victims who literally, not that they only survive and continue in life, but that they thrive, that they're able to move forward and he was able to forgive and be a blessing for many again because he said in my stillness I can choose my thoughts
1: and it's so powerful to me so a story recently I live in an environment that feels really busy although I live in the country but it feels angry it feels rough and tough it just feels hard I went away recently and went to uh, place in Arizona. And as I was leaving the big city, all of a sudden I felt a huge change. I felt, God's here. And I started to look around. What am I looking at? I was still in the outskirts of the big city. And I thought, what has changed? Something changed. My daughter-in-law was in the car with me, and I said, where is it? What changed? And I was looking all over for it. And then we continued to drive, and I just knew that something had changed. And we drove another hour. Then as we entered into the next area... All of a sudden, it was dry, and cactus, and it was fine. It was beautiful. I was was recognizing the beauty of the area. And then we drove into the next little town, and the change came. All of a sudden, I saw what was in front of me. I saw a huge change, the whole environment. And what it was, was that I had entered into an area, and I hadn't known it yet, but I had entered into an area where the majority of the population had a purpose in life and they had a connection to God. I I was entering into an area with people that loved God, and their lives were focused on God. You could feel the difference. And I felt the difference probably so much because I have the contrast where I am today. I have a rough area that I live in, and I'm grateful to have that rough area so that I can recognize the contrast. And I wondered if the people that were living there had any idea what they were living in what beauty they had in their lives i thought oh my this is zion this is what i thought zion was supposed to be like do they not know that they're living in it and then i thought well they probably are looking for something even better because that's the direction they're looking in life it's something that's looking up up and i thought wow there's more than this okay <laughs> i would love to live in a society and be able to be in a society, I loved being there for that time. I was there for a short time, and I loved it. The contrast between the two, and contrasts help teach us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, equal and opposite. Oh, that's a good point.
0: That's a fantastic
2: point. Isn't it interesting that a lot of times we can recognize that something's missing or something's not right in our life, but it's not until we choose to disassociate ourselves through becoming still with everything going on, that we're able to sense more of a direction, right? This is what I was looking for, or this is what I need, or you know what I'm saying? I do. And it's only through that distancing ourselves from all of the troubles and cares and busyness and stresses that we're able to actually see a way forward out of them.
0: Yeah. Where are places that you find stillness? I mean, I find it in nature,
1: Yeah, mostly nature. I was thinking about the other day, the redwoods. And I know you went to the redwoods recently the evening before I was reading quiet time, I still time, and I thought about the societies and I thought how the societies I live in, and I recognized that redwood trees have their roots grow close to the surface and they can grow strong and tall and live long because their roots are interconnected strongly and so what one affects one tree if one redwood falls over, many will fall over. It's not an individual. In their Ah. closeness, they draw strength. And when I look at society with their peers, they have a way that they're moving. And that whole interconnected roots... They move together. They're stable together, be it good or bad. That's what they interconnect with. And if somebody were to come in and say, you know, I want you to change, it would be much easier if the society itself that it's intermingled with changed. That's a difficult thing to do is to change a society or a grove of redwood trees. But if there's one standing on the edge or taken from there and replanted, then it has the opportunity again to create its own interconnection, its own in- its weaving. And I was thinking how that would affect youth, young children, if they're placed in an environment in a, oftentimes an inner city, a very rough and difficult place to live, it's really difficult for them not to become part of that network, the best way to take a person out of that environment and allow them to create their own network and strength. Yes, nature teaches us these things. There's so much to learn in nature and that's why going outside. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Look at the lessons around us. Exactly and we can only really do that in stillness right and another place for me is my bedroom closet <laughs> or my bedroom sometimes the office and actually to be honest sometimes when driving yeah if i am on a long drive without all of the traffic my
1: mind can let go and i can start to hear well Wrap that back and around. It all comes from inside you. So you can be in many places, any place. You can be in a hostile environment, as a lesson, the story you told, and still have an inner stillness and inner peace. And from that, have lessons of learning and growing. Favorite places, though, would be nature. Yes.
0: Oh, perfect. Yes. So my question I leave you with today is How do you feel stillness in your life? Are you taking that time? Are you willing to take five, 10, 30 minutes a day. It's worth it.